Athletes, FYI, with Bud and Son. Hey, Ry. That's my name. How's work today? It was very interesting, to say the least. Uh, did, you get a, did you get attacked? Yeah. Those I, bet, I bet it's not by what people think. No, it's definitely not. I was really surprised, too, but it's a big owl, if anybody was wondering. <laughs> And uh, after I was raking leaves or raking sticks up, and all of a sudden, just I heard like a whoosh, and it was a giant big owl, probably like twenty hundred thousand feet big. It was ginormous. But then it was like a right next to like where the tree was. There was like a three pound bass. I mean, I should have framed that one. I should have brought home and got framed. But thought I'd let the owl keep it. Sounds good. <laughs> That's good. I wish I could have been videotaping. Uh, nobody wanted to see that. You know, that. my sister Sherry got attacked by a bird on that road out there. So It's just something about them. I don't yeah, know what their deal is. Yeah, they just attack people. Um, hey. Hey. Dan's Automotive Service. What about it? It's great. You need any work done on your cars, pickups, you name it. Do they do ATVs? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No. <laughs> but Dan's Automotive Service in Larchwood, Iowa. He's one heck of a guy, and he's honest, and he will give you uh, the best price he can on stuff and just make it run like it should. So there's, there's also a new coffee shop right by it. So, you know, drop your car off, get yourself some Joe, and head on out. Joe. Um, Mama. Today... Kind of a big day, right? It, it kind of is, yeah. It's not every day you can say you're going to have a Super Bowl champ on. Nope, but today's that day. Today is. Christian Roseboom from Sioux Center. He played at SDSU. Um, went to the Rams. Kind of got cut and picked up by the Chiefs and put on their practice squad and then... He played a game with the Chiefs, I think, and then he went back to the Rams. The Rams uh, picked him back up, and lo and behold, they win the Super Bowl. So, special teams player, um, but hey, it takes all guys to win a Super Bowl. So, I'm excited. You excited? I'm excited. All right, let's go get Christian Roseboom on the phone. The cell phone guy in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They can fix anything that is electronic. You can also look for an iPad, tablet, laptop, iPhone, Android, any electronic device. Yes, they fix them, and they have some there that you can buy. You can go to the Cell Phone Guy, which is located at 3506 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Again, 3506 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Phone number 605-335-0411. And their address, or the web address is cell-phone-guy.com. Look them up. They have all your needs. And we're here live with uh, Christian Roseboom, Super Bowl tramp. 
Christian Roseboom. That's pretty cool, isn't it, Christian? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy to think about still. Um, but yeah, to have that kind of behind your name for people that that means something to, I guess, is pretty cool. So. <laughs> you bet. Hey, uh, why don't you just give us a little bit of background on family and, you know, what what's all going on right now with your life? Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Sioux Center, uh, lived there my whole life. Um, all of my family went to Northwestern and then just my dad's from Sioux Center. So then we ended up there, our family did, and both my brothers went to Northwestern and um, I did not end up at Northwestern, but, um, at SCSU instead. And right now I'm actually living in Elkhorn, Nebraska, which is basically Omaha. Um, that's where I'm training in the off season. So that's kind of where we'll be for however many off seasons that we're, uh, kind of blessed to have. If it's a few more, however it kind of goes, that's, this is where we'll kind of be as our home base for now. So, so at uh, Sioux Center, what sports did you all play and what was your favorite? So I played, uh, football, basketball, track, and baseball. Um, I would say my favorite was probably whatever sport I was in, um, at the time. Uh, mine is probably basketball, to be honest. Um, Basketball is kind of one of those things for me that I did just to kind of be with my buddies. Um, I wasn't, it, it didn't help that I wasn't as good at it. Um, but I, I guess growing up, it was baseball and football were the big ones. And then actually track kind of snuck up on me too as being one of those things that I, I really enjoyed. Um, I think just kind of the, it's pretty laid back, I guess, and just kind of having fun. And But, yeah, it was, it was always football, baseball. Um, baseball was probably my first love. And then football um, just kind of snuck up there, too, is when I got so, – so after my senior season of football, um, I hadn't actually decided for sure what I was going to do for college yet. And so I got done, and I, and I thought to myself, I was like, I – I can go probably the rest of my life without playing baseball, but I don't think I could go without playing another game of football. So I think that was kind of why I chose to do um, football in college. And, yeah, just still blessed to, blessed to still be playing football. And, um, I mean, that's – for one, that's one thing kids grow up dreaming about doing is just playing in the NFL. And to be still playing, that's, that's truly, a, truly a blessing too, so – you bet. Were, were you recruited hard? I wasn't. Um, and I think it was part of the reason is just playing all four sports. I think, especially Northwest Iowa, it's, I mean, a lot of smaller towns, kids just do everything. Um, and now a lot of kids elsewhere are just specializing in stuff. They're going to a million camps in the summer. They're getting exposure, which I think is good. There's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it's kind of hard for the small town kids to just get noticed. And I think it's good to see, I mean, that's why everyone, that's why you guys, I mean, called up too. I mean, everyone wants to see others in the area do well. Nobody's, everybody wants everyone to succeed coming out of there. And, um, so yeah, that's coming out. I had a few, let's see, I had 
I was pretty quick to tell certain schools I wasn't interested. So I ended up just getting one D2 offer, uh, Northwestern, and then SDSU were kind of my top three. And then, yeah, SDSU ended up being the, the top choice. So going, going back just a little bit, because I have to – I have to check on this. So you said basketball wasn't necessarily your favorite. Was I'm just going to, you know, just because I'm pretty sure I know who the coach was at that time, and he went to college the same time I did, so I can razz him a little bit. Did that have anything to do with uh, Coach Aaron's at all? Or? No, not at all. No. I, <laughs> I'm like just I kidding said, there completely. No, I but. Know. <laughs> but like I said, it was that was the sport that I probably struggled with the most, and – it, it was just like, I don't know. I, it was just more frustrating to me. So that's, and I couldn't like in football, you can kind of take out your frustrations and in basketball, it's a little harder to do that. <laughs> and so whether I was falling out or whatever it was, yeah, it was just, it was just sometimes it was really frustrating for me, but no, no coaching issues. <laughs> Again, I'm totally razzing. I hope Todd Aaron's hears this and I could just give him a little crap. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which coaches in, uh, at Sioux Center helped you out the most? I'll say Coach VR um, for sure. He he was kind of harder on me uh, my first, let's see, when I first kind of got into high school. And then sophomore year, he, he kind of, I think it was maybe after this season, he, he just kind of sat me down and kind of went through some, like, goals that he kind of saw. I think it's kind of great. So I had him he told me when I was a sophomore hadn't played a ton he told me that he could see me playing at like a lower level D1 such as SDSU is one of the examples he kind of gave and I guess I never really thought too much about it as far as him specifically saying SDSU but um he yeah he said that and that was, he said if you if you work hard in the weight room you do what you need to do um I think that's a realistic goal for you and then when I was at SDSU, my linebacker coach there um, it was after my it was after my first spring ball, so I hadn't even played yet. And he kind of had like an end of end of the year little meeting right after spring ball, and he he sat me down and he said, you know, I can if you do what you need to do, work hard in the weight room, yada yada. I can see you playing football on Sundays. Like that's I think that's something that's very possible for you and I at that time I thought he was crazy too so I think it's just kind of <laughs> kind of crazy how the coaching I think too like coaches the, the confidence they can instill in players is, is huge and I think that was one thing that helped me along the way is just the coaches the confidence they had in me um and just I don't know it's crazy to see the journey how it's kind of progressed so absolutely uh so so why did you choose SDSU? What was it about SDSU that you really liked? Um, I think I wanted the challenge of it um, in my mind, like to play at the biggest level I had the opportunity to play at. Um, and then also uh, I was – the other two schools I was thinking about playing football and baseball, and I think I, I still had those opportunities, but once I was done with football, I kind of wanted to jump right in to just football focus on that see just not how good I could get but just really focus on that um and then just to play at the highest level was was 
pretty important and I don't know, kind of, kind of cool to me. So that's why I ended up there. The coaching staff, obviously, um, thought the recruiting process was um, really real with me, I guess. And getting to getting offered there and just being able to play it was was a pretty cool thing to me. You bet. You bet. Hey, uh, Christian, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. I'd like to thank our sponsor, American Hero Clothing downtown Larchwood or www.shopamericanhero.com. Shop small and support local business. Stop in and shop for women's boutique apparel, school spirit wear for all, or shop from home at shopamericanhero.com. You know, they really did, Michelle did an outstanding job for us with our Hoagies Garage apparel. Um... She got us some hoodies, got us t-shirts. She just did an excellent job. Uh, I can't thank Michelle enough for everything that she's done and thank her for supporting our uh, podcast. So again, shopamericanhero.com. All right, we are back from our break. Uh, what was it like playing football at SDSU? Um, it was, you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work. Um, but to just have the success we did um, was was pretty cool, and yeah, I mean it was it's all my best friends um, for a lifetime. I guess I got from SCSU, so it was uh, definitely a good choice to go there for me. You bet. What? Where were they at in like the stadium at that process? I mean, were was the whole football field done when you first went there? The whole stadium, or what? What steps all went through? Yeah, so when I, let's see, I went on, I went to their camp, and that was going into my senior year, and I think at that point they had started on the away side of the stadium, and that next year, I'm trying to think, I guess when my first year there, I know they had the away side done, and then... My next year was my retro freshman year, the first year I actually played. That was when the stadium was 100% complete. So my first home game at SCSU was the first game that uh, the stadium, the, the new stadium opened up. So You bet. When, when did you actually start playing as a linebacker? What year were you starting? Uh, I started my freshman year, my retro freshman year. So my first, my first game that I could play technically, I, I guess I started. So that's pretty cool accomplishment, I guess. I didn't really think much of it at the time, but yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. That's that's absolutely awesome. You know, I I kind of, you know, being a coach from this area for so long, it, it does seem like a lot of Northwest Iowa kids do really well when they go to college. Um, you know, and I, I do think more colleges are looking at kids in our area. Um, why do Northwest Iowa kids do so well? Uh, you know, I think, I think it probably is a lot of things, just the hard work that coming from the area. Um, I think a lot of them feel like they have a lot to prove, at least the guys that I know. Um, so they go in there and they have you know something to prove and they work work towards what they want to get accomplished and 
you know, I don't know if it's it's probably a lot of the coaches in the area, just the the talents, the support they get. It's it's probably a lot of things, and it's probably different for each guy. But um, as far as the hard work, I think that's what what is the driving factor. I would I would probably guess, but I, you might have more better guess than me. But <laughs> no, I I truly I I think that's it. I think our our conference is pretty pretty dang good and i think our kids know that they have to work really hard if they're gonna you know have a chance at winning the conference and what they do so i think i think our kids are used to working extremely hard i think the parents brought them up that way and um, you know i think once they're out on their own they know how to work and i think most of our kids are not afraid to work so so just how good are the football coaches at SDSU? Uh, you know, I, I I have nothing but good things to say. Obviously, I think you see the success, and that's one thing, but um, just the relationships of the coaches that I have um, and all the players, I mean, it's it's pretty special. Um, I think it starts with Coach Stig. He, he, cares, he cares a lot about football obviously but he, he cares a lot about building men and um just instilling a culture of success and working hard like i talked about earlier but um yeah i think for it being uh like where it could be like a stepping stone for a lot of coaches um to kind of go there and have success and then go somewhere bigger there's a lot of coaches that stick around just because it is a special place um so yeah, I think it's it's just a special place in general that keeps good coaches around. And you know, this kind of goes along with that question, and and maybe it's the same answer. It's hard work. I I don't know, but SDSU seriously is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Brookings is not that big of a city, and but yet you know their women's basketball program is you know a lot of times nationally ranked and. Sure. Um, you know, their men's basketball was undefeated in Summit League for the first time. Um, you know, football is right up there. I hate to say North Dakota State, but I mean, those two programs are like the best in the country. What, how can this, how can this, you know, college in the middle of nowhere be so good? Uh, you know, I think, you know, Brookings is a pretty special place. Like you said, it's kind of on its own, so so athletes that go there they don't they don't have much else to do so i think they really immerse themselves in their sport in the town and then the town supports the sports too and then then the coaches like i said earlier i think the successful coaches they're not like the cultures that are really really good are the are the coaches that are sticking around they're not going to the next best thing and and nothing against that I, i don't think there's anything wrong with that but to have coaches that stick around for 10, 20, I mean, 30 years and have success that they do is pretty sweet. Um, and then also I think they get a lot of um, small-town kids from South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, and they come in and um, usually contribute a lot. And so I think that's part of the success too. You bet. I totally – Totally agree. It's just a, it's a unique place, I think. So, yeah, yeah. We're gonna take a quick little break again, and when we come back, we're gonna talk some NFL.
The Laurel Ridge Barn, it can host corporate events, fundraisers, award ceremonies, family reunions, photography studio time, and always weddings. This barn is absolutely spectacular. If you have not seen it, you have to go to their website, laurelridgebarn.com. Um, you can also call them at 605-951-0867. You can call or text that number. Again, that's 605-951-0867. They are located at 47677 Slip Up Creek Road. No, I didn't make that up. It's 47677 Slip Up Creek Road in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So if you have a wedding or any of those other things, give them a look because I'm telling you, this place is amazing. All right, we're back from the break again. So uh, how did going into the NFL, like how'd that all go? And then where'd you, what team did you start off with and how'd you end up with the Rams? So coming out, um, I, let's see, I went, played my last game, I think I took a, a few, maybe a couple week break, and then I went and trained um, up in Minneapolis at a place called Training House. It's kind of what my agent, one of the spots my agent kind of had found and uh, thought it was a good spot for me to kind of uh, prepare for my pro day and what other else opportunities came. And uh, so I ended up going to uh, the NFLPA collegiate bowl it's just like a kind of an all-star game type thing and i think that was good to for a small school guy just to go there i was can, competing with guys from ohio state iowa i mean all the the big power five schools so i think that was good for me um then i went back and trained i wasn't uh wasn't invited to the combine and then i was preparing for my pro day when COVID kind of hit and then that was canceled. And so I wasn't kind of able to perform for a lot of the scouts. And so I think that was a little bit frustrating, but it's kind of hard to get too down about it when you, um, when everybody else is going through it and there was a lot of other much worse things going on than just missing out on your pro day. So kind of just keeping that good attitude, I think was, um, a good thing to kind of keep in mind. Um, and then, yeah, so draft day came. Um, obviously, I I watched the first couple of days. I wasn't, like, obviously expecting anything. It was just good to see what other teams are kind of picking up. And then going into the last day, hopeful that you either get a call at the sometime during it or a call at the end and, it ended up being at the end and not getting drafted, kind of the undrafted route. Um, sometimes can be a positive just with being able to pick, kind of pick and choose what team will be, I don't know, the best spot to be successful based on what they have on the roster, um, uh, how they play the guys in your position, who they kind of, who they kind of, like on special teams, just stuff like that. So that's how I kind of ended up with the Rams. Um, played there. Let's see, I played. I went to the preseason there, which was right after COVID, so there wasn't any uh, preseason games 
so it's just a training camp and then a small scrimmage for me to kind of prove myself I guess and ended up getting cut um during the final cut downs and then signed to the um practice squad play or played I practiced I guess on the for the year there on the practice squad um which I think was good there was I mean it got frustrating at times not being able to play in the games but I think it was good for me to just kind of sit back and learn and try to grow um not only as a football player but as a as a person too and then went into the next let's see went into the next season OTA did the OTAs the training camp preseason games had three preseason games and thought I did pretty well in those but um, ended up getting cut again and then I actually ended up going to the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad was there for Let's see, I was there for six weeks, and then week seven, I believe, I um, was elevated to play against uh, the Titans. Played on special teams that game, um, and then I went back down to the practice squad. And when I was back on the practice squad, that's when the Rams had kind of come back, and it's called poaching. So they kind of just signed me from the Chiefs practice squad, signed me to their active squad and that's where I kind of stayed for the rest of the year so I ended on active which is which is awesome that was a, a good thing and obviously the Super Bowl and everything that came with it was really cool as well so you bet you bet um so before you got to um the the Rams and before we got to the Super Bowl what What's your favorite memory before the Super Bowl of being in the NFL? Uh, you know, I think I think probably just having my family at the games is really cool. I had all three preseason games. I had family at each one of them. My wife came to all of them. Um, and then uh, my first game at my first NFL game was with the Chiefs, and I had family that that flew to Nashville for that, which was really cool. And probably just the the first game there playing, and then the first game back on the Rams, kind of where it all started. Um, I had my brothers and their wives, and my um, wife, my wife and her family had had come too. So it was I don't know, just seeing them at the games and. Um, those are probably my favorite memories, minus the Super Bowl, obviously. So, I'm guessing you don't remember, but me, my cousin, my uncle, uh, said had uh, we said hi to you at Minnesota Vikings game when you played up there. But I'm sure, you don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I think I do. Honestly, I there's a lot of people. It was really cool to see a lot of the um, Northwest Iowa, South Dakota people there it's really cool to kind of have that support yeah i i uh i i am a big time viking fan so thanks thanks for beating us i think yeah. it was you leading the way on the punt return that that caused all the problems yeah yeah it's a small part but <laughs> i do what that, i can <laughs> that that punt return was uh yeah a dagger so i know it. yeah yeah 
Um, so just how wild is is making the Super Bowl? It's yeah, I mean it's just for me. I think it was like my whole my whole thing was just trying to make it. I guess just trying to survive and then having the success. And obviously, I I like I said, I had a very small part in it all. Um, there's a lot of guys that, that do a lot and whatever, but just having success as a team after trying to just make the team, I guess is really cool. And then you just, it's just a blessing that um, you can't really ever expect. And you don't really, that's not what you're, I mean, obviously you hope, you hope to go to the Super Bowl. You hope to have success. But for me, I was just hoping to make it for, for, for a while. That's what I was working towards. So. You bet. What, what was your favorite part of the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, that last, the last offensive drive was obviously super nerve wracking. And then when AD got that, um, that run stop on third down and then his fourth down, I think once he kind of slammed the door there, that was pretty crazy. Um, but, but that opening kickoff, all the, the pregame shenanigans, I guess, and all that was pretty cool. (laughs) And then just kind of getting started with it was, yeah, that was, that's probably the best memory. And then as far as after the game, just having my dad, my dad and my wife, um, they were able to come down on the field and kind of celebrate and take pictures and hold the trophy. And my dad got to hold it, which was cool too. So probably all, all those can combined, I guess. Absolutely. That, that had to be, that had to be awesome work. If I remember right, when The Rock was doing his whole spiel, weren't you kind of almost in the background of that? I was, yeah. <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was quite the deal, too. That was really long, actually. It I was. <laughs> and I couldn't really hear a word he was saying, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, But no, that was cool. There's a lot of things that make it really cool for the great fan experience i'll put it that way (laughs) (laughs) yeah you guys are like just play the game already (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) oh so you know just looking back at super bowl i mean and realizing that there's just absolute millions of people from all over the world watching that you just have to pinch yourself and truly say i am a super bowl champion yeah, I, I think I do. Um, and I don't know, I, I hope I never, like, take it too seriously. Um, just because I don't want to put my identity in being a football player and on all that. But it is it is really cool um, to say because, I mean, less than, I mean, 50 and there's 56 56 Super Bowls and there's roughly 50 guys on every team. I mean, there's that's not a lot of people. So just to say that I'm one of those elite few is that's pretty cool. Do you have any idea what the ring's gonna look like? I don't know. I we got we got sized for it and that's about it. So I don't know when or what they look like or any any other details. So uh, I heard through the grapevines that uh, you were one of the two people that got left behind at the Disney, like you missed the bus. Is that true or not? Uh, I don't think so. Uh. Cause I, we actually never went to, we never went to Disney. 
people people ask me about that too and um see twitter isn't all 100 percent right is it or whatever thing you're I, on i think somebody told me that in person. oh somebody know. oh yeah we uh so i think the disney was they only want the people that other people <laughs> go into disney so they they pick who they want to have the the faces so i i we never went to disney to be honest so so what are the future plans now oh we uh so we moved into a house um in omaha here and then just kind of train for the for the next couple months and then we'll see we'll see when otas kind of happen how that all shakes out and come back for a month and a half of the summer and then then head back for training camp and hopefully do it all over again so so how how brutal is it for a small town guy to go to los angeles uh you referring know, to the driving right it's uh well the driving is bad but we thankfully our training facility is kind of outside of la um a decent amount so we we can kind of miss uh miss some of that bad traffic and and all that which is good but uh um other than that it's it's expensive and the people aren't the people aren't as nice and you don't um you don't see as many people as you or you see too many people but you don't see people you want to see as often like your family <laughs> but other than that it's it's not so bad i mean i think people probably have their uh idea of california in their head and they're probably right about a lot of it but um, yeah and how was yeah. was COVID pretty bad out there as far as masks and everything? And um, it was kind of hit or miss with what uh, where you were at. Some some places it was, and then kind of the new variant threw a wrench in it all too. And then like kind of what the NFL did with it and and all that. So it was, it was good to get back to the Midwest. Let's just say that. So. <laughs> I agree. I think there's always going to be variants and everything else, but that's a whole other topic. So, right. Um, is there any other good stories or anything that you can share with us with the NFL at all or anything? Oh, I, you know, I, there's probably, there's probably some stories. I, uh, I got a couple of good buddies that, um, we probably have some good stories and, and they're actually small school guys that were on the practice squad too. So I think it's pretty cool to kind of go through that journey with them. But, uh, no, we got, we got some stories, but I don't know what, uh, <laughs> better what off cut between you guys. What's that? I said it might be better off cut between you guys. Well, not, not that. It's nothing crazy, <laughs> but uh, just, yeah. just the day to day stuff is, just kind of funny there's a lot of there's a whole different side that you probably i had no idea about and, um but it's good it's it's fun and it's it's a blessing to be to be there and have an opportunity to do it and i know it's it's hard sometimes you can get pretty pretty negative about you know getting cut twice and practice squad all that stuff but at the end of the day it's just a blessing to be there so absolutely absolutely you got anything else, Riley? I Any guess more surprise questions. I got one, just because okay. it's my side, you know. But do you, uh, do you, would you rather play like on natural grass or do you like the artificial turf better? 
if you would have asked me in high school, I would have said turf. Um, just because it was so new. Like, we didn't have turf, and not very many schools did, and I thought it felt just amazing. You felt super fast. But now, at my uh, at my old age of 25 years, the turf really hurts my knees and my, my hips and my ankles and my feet and all that. So I, I would, now I would say grass, 100%. Um, but, you know, with the grass that I play on now, they have they have 10 guys that all their their only job is to make sure that's in the best shape you can so I mean that's a little far-fetched for a lot of high schools and stuff like that but I would say grass at this point see he's going into sports turf management at southeast so he gets okay. uh, he gets to go to Milwaukee Brewers and uh do an intern there this summer so he of oh, course awesome. thinks natural grass is by far the best. So what do you keep in shape like an NFL, you know? Yeah. High school. yeah it's it's like a, our practice facility. Uh, that grass is like a it's like a putting green. It's like perfect. And we practice there every single day and they keep it in tremendous shape. So Yeah. It's pretty yeah. You bet. Well, hey Christian, we really appreciate you coming on. It, Riley and I never thought we would have a Super Bowl champ on. So, um, yeah. and then the best part is you're right, right next door in Sioux Center. So, yeah, yep. But yeah, so thanks a ton, and yep. having me. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. All right, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll see you. Thanks again. Yep. Bye. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. And we're back to just kind of wrap up the day. Um, God, that was fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, Christian did a great job, you know, giving us his whole history and talking about Super Bowl made you look stupid by thinking he got left at Disneyland and he didn't. No, that's all right. But I should have asked him, like, what hair products he uses. He has some nice, nice hair. I could, you don't need it as much, but I still have a little bit, so. Yeah, you Probably have for a couple of years. Yeah, so if I'm lucky. <laughs> but again, uh, so so thankful to have Christian Roseboom on. He did such a great job. Um, to be honest, we forgot to ask Christian. Our, uh, we, you. Okay, me. I forgot to ask him. I was just so pumped to have him on. So, um, But forgot to ask him our rapid fire question. So we're going to find out a little bit about Riley. Riley. Where's your favorite place to go out to eat? That's a close one. Uh, McDonald's is pretty good. 
But I'd have to go with Olive Garden. Just kidding. I'd go Burger King over McDonald's. <laughs> Favorite coach of all time? Uh, there's this coach I had in youth basketball. Jeff Hoogan was all right. Um, but I think I'd have to go with Coach DeYoung. Definitely top. Coach Kramer right there, too. Coach Roseboom for a couple of years. Thanks for at least saying my name. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, that's a tough one. Cotton candy, not even close. It's <laughs> a tough one. What is your favorite meal? Mm, see, I think everyone said steak and mashed potatoes, um, but I'm going to have to go with probably mm, it's a tough one. Definitely cut up. Cut up mashed potatoes, not not mashed, sorry. Cut up potatoes on the grill. I'd have to go with probably some hangers with that one. So what was your favorite restaurant? Olive Garden. And your favorite food is hamburgers? Only your hamburgers, though. Because like, like if Hoogie's Garage made a good you know, place to eat, maybe coming soon, um, I'd definitely eat there all the time to have your hamburgers. Oh. So, yeah, I just thought maybe it'd be Chicken Alfredo since Olive Garden was your favorite place. But, okay, it is what it is. It's all right. Nobody understands Riley. Um, do you like dogs or cats? Dogs. Would you rather go shopping or do laundry for the first time in your life? Ah, it's a close one. Um, neither, um, but probably, probably shopping just because I like looking at all the stuff. You like to spend money. I like to look at stuff. I could definitely buy a lot more stuff. You like to spend money. That's what money's what, for. What are your hobbies? Um, like to say building a putting green, um, building a baseball field for the kids to use, um, playing with dogs, racing RC cars, uh, the podcast. Uh, I think he's doing some fishing motion over there, um, and then drinking a lot of pop. Yeah. Best Christmas present you've ever received? Uh, I think it's a year ago now. Uh, I got a PS5. That's probably my second favorite. Um, my first one would probably have to be... Nah, PS5's first. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Um, not Canada. Anywhere but Canada, probably. I'd probably go Utah. Have you ever done any TikToks? Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Are you good? Um, see, um... I, I am good. I just don't like want other people to lose their fame, so I try to stay off of it as much as possible. I don't want to take over anybody's you know lifestyle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Hey, Christian Roseboom was awesome. Amazing. Riley was okay. Ouch. And... It's going to snow tomorrow. We have Mr. Nate Floyd on Thursday. So, come back, check out Nate Floyd. What does he do? He's a fireman now. What did he do? Look him up, Riley. He's Nate? a stud. Is it N-A-T-E? Nate Floyd. Nathan Floyd. 
and... From Larcho Iowa. Okay, all right. West Lion player. All right. Again, you're too young for him. All right, we're out.